everyone, and welcome to another episode of Justin and the Food Entrepreneurs Podcast. I'm Justin Bizarro. I'm your host. That's B-I-Z-Z-A-R-R-O. And you can reach me on Instagram at Justin Bizarro and on Facebook at Justin Bizarro as well. And you can find our podcast at Justin and the Food Entrepreneurs. So guess what? After a long hiatus, and apparently she's out of retirement, Deborah Micus is back on the co-host. Woohoo! I'm here. Yay. And so... Deborah, it's been one year on Martin Luther King Day ago that we started this <laughs> podcast. Right. I thought you were going to say since I've been on. I was going to say, no, that's not true. But yes, it's well, been a almost year, a year so since you've been on. Congratulations. How many episodes have you done? 131 in 2019. We did 131 episodes. That's pretty impressive. Do you have goals for uh, 2020? Uh, no goals. <laughs> taking it as it comes and we're, we've switched the format where we're not recording in advance we're recording and releasing within 24 hours from now on no elongated schedule no recording for the future just letting it go i think it's a good plan i think it works better does that mean you'll be on more maybe i don't know you guys don't <laughs> understand what it's like to try to convince deborah to be my co-host on a podcast I enjoy being on, and I especially enjoy hearing everyone's stories, so I really do enjoy it, but a lot of times this can take up a lot of Justin's time, and so I kind of end up picking up some extra slack on the on our real job. <laughs> oh, so you're saying someone's got to work. Someone's got to work, right? So we got to divide and conquer occasionally. So Deborah, what would you like to talk about today on our one-year anniversary of the podcast? Well, I think one of the big things uh, that we've talked about just in our company and our relationship is that it's really important to stop for a moment and uh, celebrate. So I think for one, we should, you know, have a little celebratory something to, so what do you, how do you want to celebrate this? You've how do you celebrate conquered... on a podcast? We're releasing another one. Oh, there we go. Okay. <laughs> okay. So what is it you want to talk about on your anniversary, since really you're the one who did, you did all 131. Let's talk about a topic that you and I know too well, and it's probably why we've had the success with the podcast and continued it for 131 episodes, which is perseverance during hardship and tough times, <laughs> even though... We have, there have been days I haven't wanted to do the podcast or other things have come up. We've still managed to release the podcast episodes. So, Deborah, what do, why do you think it's important to be able to have the skill of perseverance through hardship? Well, I think for starters, um, I think this isn't unique to you and I. And while we've had our own, you know, things we've had to persevere through over... Um, I think it's a commonality that most people have in their lives. And so, I mean, I think one, realizing that when you're going through your hard stuff, because everyone has it sooner or later, is that as much as that's hard for you, everyone has been there. And most people have um, compassion for that's what you're going through. So I think to just stay steady and consistent in plodding forward in whatever it is you're trying to accomplish, whether it's reading a book, raising children, having a company, whatever it is that you're doing, I think to stay consistent in that one gives, um, 
it gives yourself some comfort to be able to know that everything's okay. I mean, most of the time you can really chalk off a lot of things and go, well, for the most part, it's okay. A lot of times our biggest fears come when we don't know something. And so I think that when you start saying the things you do know, you can give yourself some comfort, but I'm a little bit rambling, but I think that really the main thing is, is wanting to have consistency in your life. And so let's talk about this. So anyone who's knows Deborah and I or follows us on social media or listens to the podcast probably might know that we were in Brazil for three weeks with my (laughs) stepdaughters, Deborah's daughters. And, um, one of, our stepdaughters, Maddie, her boyfriend, Jack, and Zoe's, her roommate, Carlin. So, Deborah, let's turn perseverance into a life thing. And on our trip in Brazil, was there an event that you felt that you had to persevere through? Well, there's always stuff. Um, I mean, whether you're dealing with just things that are inconveniences or discomforts, whether it's hot and there's mosquitoes or whether our flights get changed or someone's sick or flights, you know, we had multiple people in multiple cities and just a lot of things. So yeah, you know, you kind of got to keep your wits about you. You got to realize that you're going to get through it. So, you know, trying to find something to tether you to make it so it's okay. So you don't kind of come unraveled. And, you know, I think with all of us, everyone at some point got a little bit frazzled because there's a lot we're going through. I mean, it's a long time to be on the road. It's a long time to be away from the United States. Let's face it. We're all pretty spoiled here in this country, just with the conveniences, even the simplest of things of being able to drink the water. It's a huge thing. So, you know, we had a time where we were literally down. We didn't have any water left and all the stores were closed. So, I mean, things like that, we had to work together as a team and kind of ration what we had left and whatnot so yeah of course there was always times of that and so perseverance is both not only for your business as an entrepreneur or your professional life but also your personal life and with your family so do you think it's important to teach perseverance to your kids oh completely completely i mean I'm a true believer in setting people up to succeed. It's one of my things that I just feel like it's, I mean, as a parent in particular, you kind of know the predicament you're going into with your kids. So, you know, let's take a small child, you know, their attention span and based on their attention span, if you're going to a restaurant, you know, the parents who aren't paying attention to what kids their age can or can't do are kind of the ones who end up with a meltdown on their hands because they're kind of pushing the kids beyond what it is that they're capable of. So if they're real little, you can walk in, you can make your order and say, hey, we're going to be out of here in 25 minutes, and so can you bring the check with the food? And they'll say, sure, no problem. And I feel like that's a small example of with your children that you can set them up to succeed. You can give them an experience of going to a restaurant that it worked out, it was fun, they got food, you know, by not really pushing their abilities. And so I think recognizing that with your children or even in a business, right? Like whether it's your client and they have a timeline and it's recognizing that it's setting everyone up. So they have clear understanding because when you have that, it's much easier to persevere. I agree with you on that. (laughs) And, um, I think that one of the things that you're talking about is perseverance is taught in small steps it, at 25 minutes as a young kid is different than having to sit through a 10 two hour dinner as an adult. 
Of course. And, and it goes all the way to then you think of your kids in college and they have to sit still for how many hours every day and just listen to people talk to them and tell them information that they sit in lecture halls. You know what I mean? So the, expen- the attention span changes dramatically from when they're itty-bitty until they go into college. And then someday it might be a totally different thing of preparing them, you know, whether you have a child who wants to try out for the football team or the gymnastics team and kind of preparing them so they know what the tryouts are going to be like. And so they're, they're not just shell-shocked by what it is they're having to do. They maybe have already learned how to do a round-off back handspring if that's what's a requirement to be a cheerleader or whatnot. It's preparing them and setting them up to succeed. So, yes, I think it's incremental. And I think as you get older, uh, you know, hopefully you start learning those skills for yourself as well. You know, as you are freshly coming out of college, you don't just walk into an interview nowadays, right? Like you would for sure go and you would figure out who the company is and, you know, learn about what they produce. And so when you walk in the room, you can speak intelligently. You're setting yourself up for success. So yes, I think it's incremental. So let me tie this all together. The thing that happens in teaching perseverance and why perseverance, in my opinion, is so important is that one, as a kid, as you learn it, it helps you get through hardship. It helps you staying persistent in your goal. So if you're an athlete or you're bad at math and you learn to work at it and continue to work at it and not give up, the miracle may happen, meaning you don't want to give up before you've ever had a chance to succeed at it. But perseverance and the time for you to succeed is different for everyone and every child. But in life, as an entrepreneur or a person in business, we persevere and succeed at different times in our life. It's not the same as everyone. Some things come quicker to other people. Some take longer. Sometimes we have to experience different things in order for that to happen. But the ability to sort of stick through it and have the vision of where you want to go. So I think perseverance coupled with teaching your kids to have visions and dreams and really support those dreams. When you couple those things together it brings faith that something can happen. You need to persevere because you have faith that you can accomplish your dreams. And doing that sets you up for success in your professional life and your personal life. Because you can have dreams for your family, and you can build legacies for your family, and you can build uh, legacies in your professional life in terms of building something that's long-lasting, but you've got to have the dreams and the vision to do it. And the only way to do that is perseverance. And that is... And I'm not talking perseverance just to get through it. I'm talking about perseverance all the way to the end until you achieve it. And that can take years, you know. So teaching perseverance through small goals at the beginning all the way up and helping build those dreams, you know, it can take a long time. Sometimes dreams take years, if not decades. Well, and I also think that not only does it, I mean, depending on the goal, right? I mean, that can be a huge qualifier as to how long something could take. But you might have to amass enough knowledge or, you know, it typically success for anything is not a straight line. Typically, we all have to fall down quite a few times before we hit the pinnacle and have the big hurrah where we've accomplished what the goal is. And sometimes the goal changes a little bit in pursuit of it because you become more informed as to what it is you're actually trying to do. And you start honing in on exactly what it is you want. I mean, 
I think of athletes I know in the CrossFit world, let's say, and some of them, their attitude of like what it takes to be the best or how to get there and seeing them go through their journey to realize that maybe the way they originally thinking about it wasn't the best way for them. It maybe worked for someone else, but for them, their body, their metabolism, their whatever, that wasn't the best thing for them. So I think in it, there's a constant pursuit of knowledge. It's the never, it's not just the um, consistency of going through something and staying at your goals, but it's also the never ending drive to continue to learn. And I want to focus on that falling down part because a lot of us quit um, during that hard period or when we fall down. And a lot of it has to do with the emotion involved in it. So something that you and I have been talking a lot about lately, and, and we've certainly exercised since we've known each other going through the stuff that we have went through, is calmness during crisis. So in, in order to persevere, you have to have, you have to master the emotion of staying calm. And I obviously haven't mastered it. <laughs> no but, one really has. But because um, certain things hit certain nerves and certain things like that. But the, the thing that we need to practice is how do we find calmness amongst a crisis to get through it? Because persevering is part of that. It means not giving up, not getting so emotional about it that you go through. I'm not saying you shouldn't be emotional as a person and you shouldn't have and feel your emotions. However, what I am saying is you need to find calmness amongst them in order to keep going so you persevere. Agreed. I mean, and especially in the midst of it, right? Like when something hard happens, um, it's easy to go to the emotions and let that drive the bus. And so it's really more about putting it in the trunk, letting it inform your decisions. And so, you know, I mean, people always talk about breathing exercises, and I think those are probably great tactics. Um, I know for me that one of my grounding things when I'm in something that's difficult and I'm trying to persevere and I have a roadblock of some sort, um, I try to go to the things that are going well. I try to gain confidence in the known and I try to let that help me inform where I'm trying to go. Because I'm like, I got this far, and these are the things still going for me. And then I can weigh the negatives to say, you know, and then I try to find out what are actionable items that I can take about it. Because sometimes things are just frustrating, right? It's not necessarily anything you can take an action on. It's more just like you have to digest that you're going to have to deal with something, right? So once you digest that, you're like, okay, noted that's on my radar. I know that exists, but now what can I actually do to get back to the task and keep moving down the road to accomplish my dreams and goals that I have? So, you know, I think it's important to always be looking for the positive that exists in your life because that's where you can gain confidence, um, to keep going forward. Well, and I think that's part of perseverance also, right? It's building confidence as you go. With, because if you don't understand that you're building confidence and every failure is a learning lesson to build confidence and make you better, and that every fall down is actually a lesson to make you stronger, make you smarter, make you more successful in your endeavors, 
that you can get beaten down. Right. You know, you say, Justin says a lot of times, he's like, you know, if something hard happens, he's like, he tries to not have the attitude of that happened to me, but that it happened for me. And that's sometimes a hard perspective to take on when you're in the midst of it. But if you can adopt it, it truly is beneficial because whenever that thing is that happens that knocks you down, there's so much learning that takes place in that. And, um, you know, on a funnier side, sometimes a lot of times the hardest things that happen in life are the things we end up laughing about. And um, so, you know, the other little mantra I have is if it's funny someday, it's funny today. So if you can find that that humor, I think that helps a lot. No, and I think perseverance is being able to enjoy it along the way. Um, Knowing that it's a story that you can tell later. Knowing that there are experiences in your life that happen that you're not sure why or how hard they are now, but they may be something that you need to pull and use later. Um, everything becomes part of your deck of cards where you can play to win the game. And But it takes the time and the patience to collect the whole deck. And it's different for everyone. It's been different for me. It was different for Deborah. It just depends on the willingness to do it. And some of it, you know, comes later in life. We don't always get it at first or we don't always understand our purpose or where we need to apply the perseverance. But knowing that we need to grow. So I think one of the things that if I could give any advice on a general scale for people who don't know what they want to do or don't have a direction or are not sure, it's that you need to persevere in growth. That would be number one. You need to be constantly growing, whether it's reading, whether it's listening to podcasts, whether it's talking to other people, whether it's a mentor. And that perseverance, there is no end success. There, I, I truly believe it's something that you have to do to the day you die. Like we have one chance at life and we have one chance to grow. We should grow all the way to the end. And then give back for it and help other people grow along the way. I agree. You know, I mean, when it's all said and done, we can't take any of it with us, right? So it's all about the time we spend here on earth with people that we care about. It's about making an impact. And so, you know, I think also perspective is an important part as well. You know, sometimes if you can pull it back and kind of put it in the realm of the importance, a lot of times it's easy to see something that is difficult in our lives or whatnot. And it might just seem so monumental, but if you can gain perspective, you know, and I think that's one of the beautiful things about traveling and whatnot is you realize that you're, you're you, you're one little person. And the vast majority of the stuff that's going on in your life is actually going on just inside your own head. It's not a living, breathing, actual thing happening. A lot of it's just your perception of it. So if you can get perspective, pull it back a little bit, you might realize that it is not quite as bad as as, you know, as you're building it up to be. No, I think that's 100% true. And when you're in the moment, especially if it's your business or your family, the emotions can be heightened because you're so invested in it's part of your life. But to Deborah's point, if you can laugh about it later, you can laugh about it now. It's the reality is this. And part of the reason you can laugh is if you really think about it that way and you think about it that it's happening for you, this is a lesson that'll probably never happen again. So laughing is, okay, I'm learning that lesson. It's hard. Let me, you know, figure out how to, you know, turn this into something good and a good story because I'm going to make sure it doesn't happen again so I never have to tell this story again. And I can be stubborn. 
So, you know, grain of salt when I give this advice, it may take you a couple of times to learn it and a couple of stories, but then that becomes part of the story that you laugh about yourself. Because if I do something two or three times, I'm starting to realize that, hey, this is being put in front of me for a reason and I've got to learn something from it that I'm not learning. So I need to change my perspective on it. And that takes perseverance. Like Deborah said, it's not a straight line. It's a zigzag all over the place. And perseverance is hard and it takes a lot of mental toughness um and we develop that at different points in our lives also but i think it's important what deborah said is if you start off um doing it with your employees or or ways of presenting problems and working through it as a team that they're you're starting to build perseverance at your work you know so how do we do it as a family? You know, part of traveling the way we do for three weeks is we didn't go for three weeks the first time we all travel together. You know, we set a goal of nine to ten days. And, you know, as as going to Europe, and it was, you know, a little bit easier. And we didn't fly from city to city. We kind of drove. So there was the comforts. And we start integrating our way in, you know, to going to Russia for the World Cup. And that's you know, 17 days. So we're extending it a little bit to now being able to handle Brazil for three weeks, you know, and we had a little bit of time in there with Thailand and, and with the kids, we were only there for uh, nine days, but that's because of scheduling. So we've sort of worked our way through this and persevered through things where things like hiccups that happen, we succeed at. So the same thing has to happen in our businesses. These these things that are happening are opportunities for people to learn and persevere. And there are things that are happening with our business. If we address them properly, people can become successful and people can learn perseverance. And we prepare our teams even better to handle those situations as we move forward. And if we talk about perseverance, we want them to learn those lessons because we want them to achieve the vision and the goals of our companies. Yeah, for sure. You know, I think the other thing is, too, is that when you're in the midst of something, recognizing that you are going to do something, you are going to find a solution and take a little comfort in that. And, you know, obviously some topics are much bigger than others, right? Like people have real situations that well, bank and they owe money and the notes due or someone's ill and in a hospital and, you know, real, really hard things. But if you can realize that whatever, whatever's going to happen, you only have so much control and you are going to get through it. And the more you can kind of adopt that that is, you're in a situation. And so you have to recognize what's within your control and what's not within your control. And take comfort in what is and know, and know that you can take actionable items on that. And on the things that aren't, to also take comfort in that. And just have peace that, you know, I don't have control over certain items. And so I have to find to a way to enjoy and embrace the situation that I'm in the most. And I think it should be celebrated. I mean, I'm not saying to stay in the celebration and get too comfortable along the things you persevere through. But I think it's worth noting that you've achieved them and every once in a while taking a quick glance in the rearview mirror to see where you've come from, to know where you're going, because we need to know that we're moving forward. And I think that's key too, Justin, because, you know, typically when we have a goal, we have something it is we're trying to achieve it's a very, very long time till we achieve it, right? Because we keep moving the goalpost on ourselves because we accomplish one thing and then we're like, see another thing to accomplish. And so we kind of keep resetting where that goal is. 
And so I think it's important to really celebrate and kind of have mile markers along the way. Because you're like, okay, making progress, getting closer, you know. And But I think it's also important to keep moving the goalposts too. Because mm. it's fun to achieve things. Yeah, I think there's small goals. And I, and I agree with that. And there's little goals. But the main thing is to stay focused on the long-term goal of what you really want. How, how do you want your family? How do you want your business? And then... The small goals that you're achieving along the way, no matter how hard they are or the hiccups that are along the way, they don't seem as bad because you're focused on where you're going. But it is worth noting the rearview mirror, like Deborah said, of where I've been, what hardships, what things, goals have I accomplished to get here? What are the small goals I got to look forward to, to in order to hit that massive, you know, for lack of a better term, purpose that I'm trying to get to that you know if we have small goals along the way our dreams are our purpose you know that's the where our mind goes and the more we focus on that purpose and those dreams the more we automatically set those goals and accomplish them but you want to be mindful that you are going through them because when something does happen that's bad you want to be able to have the training inside your brain to look back in that rear view mirror and say okay I've been through hard things before. I've conquered my goals before. I can do this on the way, you know, and it's not, I can't give up now because I still got to get to that long-term goal, that purpose, that dream that I want. And I think it's more like gratitude to yourself, right. you know? I think a lot of times too, um, the, the pursuit of the dreams that we all have in pursuit of that. Uh, a lot of times, too, some of the frustrations are the multiple things in our life needing attention, right? Like, it's it's to be successful in a portion of your life, most of us have that going on, right? But most of us have more than one thing going on in our life. And so when it gets really tricky is when you have multiple things, your family, your work, your friends, your uh, traveling, you trying to, you know, read a book for book club, whatever it might be, you want to exercise, you want to be fit, you're trying to learn to cook, whatever it might be, someone's birthday. And so, you know, it's when you're trying to juggle all of that too. And sometimes, you know, your time is, is, it's really the commodity that is non-renewable. Yeah. And so Deborah asked me at the beginning of the podcast, what's my goal? My goal is a thousand episodes, <laughs> not in one year, obviously. But that's my long-term goal. And how I get there, I don't know. And I've thought about restructuring it or starting a new podcast and sort of reformatting it and, you know, not looking at the mistakes. But I want everyone to be able to go back and see it. You know, when we first started the podcast, we did a lot of Motivational Mondays where we'd pull a quote from someone famous and then talk about it. And those episodes did very well. But I started feeling like they weren't authentic. I wasn't telling my story or Deborah's story or the things that we were actually um, living and why I used them as a quote unquote diving board into the water of my life in conversation. I felt like I was starting to use someone else's celebrity to talk about the podcast and it didn't feel authentic to me anymore. And so I changed it. That's not what we do anymore. And while those episodes were successful and probably some of the most successful ones, because I used the quotes and we leveraged off it, I felt like this needs to be real to us and our experience. And in order to be authentic, we have to do that. So that's one lesson I've learned in my way, on my way 
to where my goal is for just this podcast. And it's huge. And you can ask Deborah, I don't set small goals or I don't have, <laughs> no. and I don't have small dreams. Like most people would look at me and probably think I'm crazy with how large my dreams are, but I can tell you, and I'm going to toot my own horn a little bit is that I have very good long-term vision and the steps that I need to take to get there and executing those steps along the way. And I've refined that skill, especially since meeting Deborah, because I have faith now because my relationship supports it. And, and she believes in me and I believe in her. And that helps with perseverance, um, having support and having a person in your life that shares that dream with you or that life with you or that believes in you the way you believe in them. And it's important. Times can get hard and you can be like, why are we traveling so much? Or (laughs) why are we on the road? Or where's my bed? And, you know, (laughs) but it's like, and sometimes Deborah and I don't even know what day of the week it is. And we don't even know what city we're waking up to and what hotel. But I think what we're doing is we're there for each other and we support each other no matter what. And while times can get tough and exhaustion and and all that, we're trying to persevere for a long-term goal. And and ultimately, that long-term goal is to grow. You know, it's to give back. I think there's a lot of that, a gratitude for the, the privileges and the life that we've had. I think that means a lot. And it's to ultimately, you know, build something that's a legacy for Deborah's daughters to pass on. And for the other, the people, we'll call them associates, since we're trying to call them, not say employees anymore, associates at Food Service Partners and the companies we're involved in, uh, because we want them to have legacies for their families too, and, and the vendors we work with, and the customers, the clients we work with, and the our clients' customers. And so what is the purpose? You know, I think really as big as the goals are and it can be cars or houses and material things. It's also non-material and what the legacy is that we're building for our families. What lessons are we doing? Are we teaching them perseverance? Are we teaching them to dream big and go after it and persevere on the way there? Are we teaching them to, you know, follow your heart and are we teaching them to, to be strong individuals? Um, our families, our employees, or or the people that work with us, you know, what examples are we setting? And so when I think about my huge dream, it's that I want to continue to grow and help other people grow and achieve their dreams. That's one of the reasons we've done the podcast is, is a give back. And it's been pretty cool. And I think I, it's been really cool. I've loved he- hearing people's stories and I think they've learned from each other. Uh, we have now some companies that have worked together who are now collaborating together. I mean, there's a lot of really neat things. Uh, and so a little bit on a side note, we're getting close to having the facility open up in Milledgeville and we have a bunch of people who want to come and want to participate in all of that. So it's really kind of neat to see how this group of people who so far have been part of this podcast, you know, how that has taken on a little bit of a life of its own. It's, it was an unforeseen consequence or, outcome of the podcast, which has been really neat to kind of see the friendships that have formed and um, for us as well with them. And so it's been, it's been fun. You know, and one of the things is, is how much, you know, when I, we set a goal to do the podcast or I can give it a number of a thousand episodes, but you know, Deborah's right. There's been unforeseen consequence, friendships, Mm -hmm. 
you know, a lot of friendships and bonding with people that, you know, I didn't know a year ago. And, and a lot of people I did through Georgia, but a lot of people across the country, I, I, I never knew. And we have these deep relationships and similarities and, and growth together. And then there's the whole thing of ideas that people have, you know, come up with and things like that. And one of the things Deborah and I are working on because of so many suggestions from everyone on, on the podcast is doing a food and beverage entrepreneur summit in June in Georgia, um, the first week of June. And we're still planning it out, but it's something that we feel that if we can continue to educate people and, and, and be educated ourselves as well as put everyone together in a room so they can collaborate with each other, maybe even come up with food and beverage products that involve each other that, you know, that they can cross promote each other and complement each other, whether it's a beef jerky that has a honey in it or a, you know, a lemonade that has, you know, honey in it and a local blueberry recipe. You know, it's those type of things or sauces that are a combination where both parties get to take ownership in it. I think that's huge. And so how do we promote and, and, and grow those relationships? Well, the podcast, I encourage people to reach out to the people that are on the podcast, especially through social media. But I also encourage people to come be a part of what we're doing in the next steps. We're not going to end the podcast. Obviously, I have a huge goal. So now I got to commit to it. And I just admitted it out loud. So now I've just made myself accountable to it, which does help on the road to perseverance, by the way, is when you call it out loud or say it now, you've got to do it. And so, um, but I think part of this road and this thing we're seeing is how can we help? And when you're willing to help people at first, you may not know how you're going to help or whatever. When I started the podcast, I wasn't 100% sure of where it would go. And now a year later, I'm positive in the direction that I'm going right now. That doesn't mean it's not going to change a year from now, but it means that it's time to, to grow this and, and listen to people and try to get people together and move this, you know, momentum forward. And the podcast has sort of created a movement, you know, right? Right. And the movement is that there's a bunch of food and beverage entrepreneurs out there, which is food, beverage, farming, agriculture. It's a big business. Everyone eats. And so how do we connect the people together to leverage that into the future and find efficiencies and collaborations and profitability and growth and, and leverage that to better the world, you know, whether it's education or whether it's leadership or whether it's better food or healthier food or healthier lifestyles. How do we now do this and fit everyone's dreams into it? And that means we just move forward and see where we go this next year. And I think, there's going to be trial and error and, and mistakes made, but that's part of the fun. It wouldn't be any fun if it were easy the whole time. So what do you think about that? Ms. I think Micus? it sounds like a plan. I'm excited for it. I'm excited for all the people that we're yet to meet that will be part of that additional, whatever it takes, 869 people <laughs> interviews. I think it'll be great. I look forward to meeting everyone and, you know, hearing about what they've done so far and helping them accomplish their goals. So what are your thoughts on, on the podcast and where we've come? 
You know, it's interesting because when Justin first was like, hey, you know, I'm really, I've been thinking a lot about starting a podcast. <laughs> and I was like, you what? You know, I was like, what are, what are you going to talk about? And he's like, no, what are we going to talk about? And um, it's been a lot of fun. I mean, I didn't totally get what he was wanting to do at the beginning. But, um, and I don't think he totally knew either, If I think if you were to be totally honest. And it's a little bit taken on a life of its own. He, like he said, he kind of got into it and started talking to people. You know, in the beginning, we had some questions that we used to kind of ask everyone that was kind of our script that we would go to. And um, and then from there, we figured out that, you know, the conversations just treat it like any person you meet. People are interesting and they have fun stories. And, you know, we've heard all sorts of stuff of you know, catastrophes that have happened in other businesses or big snafus or whatnot, but how they persevered or a food truck that, you know, the guy was supposed to go and get started on his business and his truck wasn't ready and just, you know, heroics that people went through for him and to hear how amazing people are amazing. Well, and I think one of the biggest things in the growth over the last year for me is that I started the podcast. I'm like, I want to help people. And I want to give back for what's been given to me. But the reality is, is it's helped me immensely. I mean, all the people and the vulnerability to share their stories and talk about their hardships. And and it's just been, and the other part of it is realizing you're not alone. I mean, that's a big deal. I mean, you know, and some people you're competitors with and stuff like that, but that's Really, you can complement each other. I mean, no person's the same, and no entrepreneur leads their business in the same way. And so there are ways to help people without, you know, cannibalizing each other's business. And I think that that's another thing that I've learned is, you know, competition is good. You guys are building industries together. And I've always felt that way, but I've never seen it like I've seen with the podcast in that there's a lot of people complimenting each other or episodes that do better because someone in a similar field has also done a podcast on that. You know, we've done multiple honey ones. We've done multiple beef jerky ones. You know, we've done multiple barbecue sauce ones. Food trucks. Food trucks. And they complement each other in an interesting way when we group them together. And I wouldn't have expected that, those episodes to do better than the other episodes, simply because there's two of them and now... You know, both of them are, are getting the marketing and advertising by just being on the episode by people sharing it across the world, by the way. So, you know, we didn't talk about this, but, you know, 77 countries have listened to this podcast. <laughs> it's crazy. You Syndicated know? all over the world. Yeah, that's a it's a little bit crazy. It's a little bit humbling. Um, it's not what I ever expected. And my... You know, it's we've interviewed people in Australia and the United Kingdom and Turkey. And, you know, we're starting to grow from there. And we have interests from South America and Africa and things like that. So, you know, where it goes, I don't know. And how we're going to integrate it all, you know, we're trying to figure it out. Time zone difference is a hardship. That's for sure. Trying to record the podcast, you know. I've recorded a couple um, late night podcasts just based on wanting people to be on there and... Um, they're in a different place. It adds to the story, though. It adds yeah. to the fun. And and on that note, to all of our friends in Australia who listen in and, and all the people we've recorded and the, we've got some lined up to record this year from Australia, I mean, it's a terrible thing that's going on there right Talk now. Talk about perseverance. Yeah, and yeah. just, I mean, the koalas and the animals, it breaks my heart, but people's homes and, and livelihood and... 
you know, it's like, you know, I grew up on a farm and I love animals, um, sometimes more than people, but I, you know, (laughs) it's, uh, you know, that's just me being sarcastic, but it's, I really do love people and want to help everyone and animals. So it's like how to help this situation that's going on there when you're really helpless a half a world away. And it's just, it's heartbreaking. You know, the amazing thing though, is when tragedy like that happens is how people come together to help each other. You know, it's the blessings in disguise. And I'm not saying that a fire of that magnitude is a blessing, but blessings come from it. No, it's true. And, um, the loss of life, um, that's hard for me. Um, I can't even speak right now. I think it's just one of those things that I can't even fathom. I, I, I don't wish it upon anything or anyone, that type of destruction. And I know from fires becomes the phoenix and a rebirth and, and, a, and a you know new life and all of that. And, and I appreciate that for sure. And I understand the cycle of life. It's just hard to watch and um, see that, that that's going on. Um, so everyone that listens in that's from Australia and, you know, our prayers, uh, go out to you guys and we appreciate you guys listening in and, uh, we love you guys. And if there's anything we can do on this podcast to promote, you know, something, uh, fun, you know, um, donations, something like that. I'd be happy to do it. If someone wants to reach out to me on social media, I'd be happy to, do an interview on here to help any way that we can. Um, so I should probably, you know, take something into action there and figure out a way to do more. But on that note, um, I encourage everyone to do what they can for Australia right now. And, you know, we're all humans in a world trying to survive and there's plenty of animals that are part of our circle of life. So helping, I think one, it makes you feel better. Two, uh, when you show gratitude, it helps you persevere um, because you're appreciating your life along the way and you're showing gratitude to someone else who's going through a hardship and needs to persevere through something. So helping other people persevere, I think, is a way of persevering yourself. And on that note, I think it's probably time we wrap it up. And thank you, Deborah. Thank you for having me on. Thank you, everyone listening for an amazing year. Um, I can't imagine it being any better right now. Here's to 2020. 2020. (laughs) All right, everyone. This is Justin Bizarro of Justin Food Entrepreneurs Podcast, and I have my lovely and amazing co-host, Deborah Micus, back. Maybe she'll be back for good. We'll see. It's going to take a little convincing on my part. But I appreciate you guys. Thank you. Have a great week, and have a great 2020.